Join Bishop Strickland and me with Chris Reynolds from Gospa.org Missions to talk about Bishop's new Power Hour Praying the Rosary on Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock. Let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Eternal Father, you called St. Philip the Evangelist to open his mouth and beginning with Scripture, tell the good news of Jesus Christ. By virtue of our baptism, we too are called to work for the salvation of souls. Instill in our hearts the zeal of St. Philip, that we may convert hearts and minds to your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Welcome to the St. Philip Institute podcast. I'm here with the founder, His Excellency, Bishop Joseph Strickland, and I'm Stacey Trisankos, the director of the St. Philip Institute. We have a guest today, um, Chris Reynolds from the Gospa Missions, and he's here to talk with Bishop to the Diocese of Tyler and the 33 counties here about a new uh, power hour of prayer where they're praying the rosary. Um, welcome, Chris, to the show. We'll talk a little bit more about what you're doing and the Gospa Missions is doing, but first we want to welcome you to the show. Well, thank you very much for having me. Thank you, Your Excellency, for having me. And Tracy, this is an honor to be here. So you are the president of Gospel Missions, and um, you were just telling me that you are back in the church after some time of being away and many prayers from your mother. Um, I think it's lovely that you're now praying to our Blessed Mother uh, regularly with Bishop Strickland. Um, you and your wife have five children, and you're, you're running Gospel Missions, which is, has a very interesting mission itself. I was looking on your website. Um, you have the purpose, like we do, of evangelizing the world's people to bring them into the Catholic Church. Um, and you achieve your mission by holding conferences and retreats, hosting pilgrimages, and uh, you have an, a religious goods retail store online and in Pennsylvania. And really, really special, you fund two orphanages and schools in Nigeria and in India. Um, so we would love to hear more about that. We also want to hear all about the Power Hour um, Rosary Prayer on Wednesday nights. Um, so it's wonderful you're doing that. We hope everybody here in Diocese of Tyler can uh, tune into this and make it a regular part of your week. Thanks, Dr. Stacy. And let me just really, Chris, I'd like for you to talk about Gospa and that name and um, why that name was chosen for this mission that you are involved in. The, the name Gospa is Croatian for Our Lady. So it's Our Lady's mission. Um, so her mission is to lead souls to her son. She's done that since the beginning. Um, she led me to her son um, through prayer, my mom praying for me for 17 years to come back to the church, and I did. Um, a young lady giving me, a, um, a young girl giving me for my birthday in 1999 a miraculous medal, and I could not wear it, so I put it on for her. Um, and then, you know, being uh, part of the Knights of Columbus at the time, which I really wasn't a, 
I didn't know what practical meant, so I was like, I'm practically a Catholic, so I can <laughs> sign this. I wasn't even, you know, a practicing Catholic <laughs> at all. But um, a friend of mine there talked me into becoming chancellor, and that person was supposed to put together rosaries for people to die. And um, so that year they had more people die than they did in the previous 10 years. Um, you know, when I'd call people, they, they, who died now? You know, that was the first response. So the rosary is a very powerful weapon, um, but it's also a very loving thing that can bring you back to Jesus. Uh, my oldest daughter is named Mary, after our Blessed Mother, um, and she was a blessing that was given to us, and she's part of my conversion coming back. Um, so Thomas Rakowski is the founder of Gospel Missions, and he was a um, photojournalist and director of uh, a TV station here in, in Pittsburgh, and he traveled all over the world. God took him all over the world and took him to different Marian shrines doing stories on our lady and he ended up having a major conversion and that's how the name gospel got chosen um and you know through his evangelization over the years um, a lot of souls came back to loving our lord through our lady and through the power of the rosary and that's in a nutshell that's kind of how i ended up here um 20 years ago um, i read his book and was like holy mackerel i need to meet this man um, and I did. And from there, I, I came here 20 years ago, 21 years ago, for about a year as a, as a general manager. And that's when we just started the orphanage over in Agoja, Nigeria. And we didn't even have windows in it. And mm -hmm. I helped get it funded, get all the kids funded, get the windows put in. And then God called me back out into the world to have more children, get more business experience. And then called me back a year and a half later, and a year and a half ago to come back and take over and rebuild it and move it forward. Because Tom passed away 10 years ago um, this June. So in a nutshell, sorry. Thanks, Chris. Um, I'd also like you to tell the story of how Our Lady's Power Hour really got started. <laughs> well, it was kind of a um, last November for Thanksgiving. I wanted to call all of our sponsors and thank them and donors and people and just thank them personally for supporting us over the years. And as I was talking to people, I kept hearing a lot of despair, a lot of sadness. You know, kids are falling away from the church and, and COVID, they're locked down, they're scared of it, you know, all this fear. And God put it on my heart, fear is not of him, it is of Satan. And how are we going to fight this? And I, I did a, um, I read the, the book, I can't remember what it is, it's on the rosary. It's a popular one. Um, I can't remember the name, I just lost it. <laughs> but um, I realized that the rosary came about during the Albigensian heresy. And it was to fight the heresies that were going on at the time. And I was like, we need to be praying more. And God put it on my heart, we need to be praying more. And I'm like, all right, how? what are we going to do? We get to bring people together. And um, so I kept praying through it and praying through it. He kept putting it on my heart and I kept fighting him a little bit because I, I didn't know what to do. So I finally figured out a system that can work. And then he put it on my heart to reach out to you, Bishop. And because I was looking for somebody that I could trust that would give solid um, reflections at the end of it. 
and I knew it shouldn't be me because I am unworthy. Um, and I really would wanted a bishop, and he put it on my heart to text you. Well, I fought that for about four <laughs> or five days um, because I, I knew I figured you're too busy. You're not going to have time for you know that whole thing. So that Monday, I was at mass, and he told me to do it. And I didn't hear voices or anything. He just put it on my heart. Text him. All he can do is say no. I said okay. So I left it go all week, and that Friday, I shot you a text in the morning and explained a little bit about it. And that afternoon, I was talking to um, the head of the institute, and my phone comes through, and it's Bishop Strickland. And I'm like, I got to go. <laughs> um, sorry, Bishop Strickland's on the other line, and I'm not letting him go into voicemail. Um, and when I answered, I was like, hello, Your Excellency. And I remember the words you said to me. You didn't expect me to be calling you back, did you, Chris? I said, no, sir, I did not. <laughs> and from there, that's how this all came about. And through the grace of God, um, it has been a blessing to many people already. Um, we have 230-some that are signed up around the country, some from the Diocese of Tyler. Um, but we have them from California to um, uh, the East Coast and North and South. So um, it's been a wonderful thing, and your reflections are just amazing. So that's how it came about. Great. I, I love that story because it's very human. Mm -hmm. We all do this. I, I certainly put things off and say, oh, I can't do that, or that's not going to work. Um, but we need to really listen to those promptings of mm -hmm. the Spirit and believe that the Lord is calling all of us to, to pray, to work, to trust in Him. And believe me, I need to do a better job of trusting in Him. I, I'm a professional worrier, and I need to do less of that. But uh, as you said, people are worried, and we do need to pray. We need to simply turn to the Lord and as you said so clearly and so beautifully, the Blessed Virgin Mary is always telling us, follow my son. It's not about her, it's about him. And she makes that very clear. And here in Northeast Texas, where the Diocese of Tyler is, mostly evangelical Protestant, we're gradually, I think, making headway with non-Catholics of understanding we do not worship Mary she is our spiritual mother. She's the mother of the Son of God. And she would be the first to scold us yes. if we said we were worshiping her. She does not want our worship. She calls us to follow her son. So through the rosary, we pray that many people, many more people will be inspired to follow Jesus Christ. And his truth is for all humanity. Before we go any further, Chris, I'd ask you, to just tell people mm -hmm. that hopefully have been inspired to to do this on Wednesday evenings, at least now and then, how do they do that? How do they connect to Our Lady's Power Hour on Wednesdays here in East Texas at 8 p.m. on Wednesday evenings? It's very simple. They can go onto our website, and it's gospa.org, G-O-S-P-A.org, up at the top. Big blue banner, got to have blue for Our Lady, big blue banner, and it says how to do it. You go in, you register, we don't hit you and spam you with a bunch of, you know, emails. We send, we tell you up front, you're going to get three, it'll explain what we're doing here. And it gives them the login, and then once a week, um, I send it out on Sunday, I do a little reflection 
on your reflection. Um, and this past week was on courage. So we need to have more courage. Um, and uh, But I send that out on Sundays for those who can't make it on the previous Wednesday. So there are, we have, we have recordings online um, on our website that they'll get a link to that they can go and listen to past recordings. So it's very simple. Go in, just register, and you'll be signed up for it. And you'll get reminders, too. Gospa.org, G-O-S-P-A dot O-R-G. Mm-hmm. Yes. Pretty simple. Pretty simple. Yep. And right at the top, it says, sign up for Our Ladies Power Hour, a weekly virtual rosary prayer group with reflections by Bishop Joseph Strickland. Right there. That's you. Can't get Great. any easier than that. Tell no. people, Chris, where did the name come from? The Gospa name? Well, no. the Go- oh. Our Lady's oh. Power Hour. Power oh. Hour. Well, <laughs> you know, when we were, when I was going through all this, praying through it and kind of pushing back against even doing it, I didn't know what to call it. I'm like, what are we going to call this thing? And even on the, um, the night of the test that we ran, I still hadn't had a name. And I had started praying um, at Mass, and, and I was like, Lord, I need a name for this. If we're going to put this out there, i got to have something to call it. <laughs> and it came to me, power, power hour. And I was like, okay, do we call it gospel power hour, gospel missions power hour? I'm thinking marketing, you know, um, <laughs> how do we do this? And then it was like, no, Our Lady's power hour. People won't know what gospel is but they'll know what Our Lady is. And that's how Our Lady's Power Hour came to be. Um, it's God gave me the name of it and I go with it and just it's seemed to stick. <laughs> I think so. it's a great idea for parents, especially who may have, I mean, we just finished up our CCD classes here uh, across the diocese and different places are finishing up right now. School's about to be out in, a, in another month, but um for parents who want to pray the rosary with their kids but find it hard to keep them all still for that time, if you listen in, I mean, you're, you're praying with the community by doing this, but somebody else is sort of keeping up with the beads for you so you can keep up with the kids. Um, so you could turn it on. So we, we used to do this with EWTN, and it, it was one of the only things that worked as a family power hour praying the rosary. Um, and listening to the to the reflection so i encourage parents and families with kids small kids even just get get this on get the whole family involved and around the computer screen and you are muted um so i mute everyone coming in so it's not like we have to worry about background noise um and nobody's name shows up on the screen um it just basically is uh, Bishop, and then we have a slideshow that we play for meditation purposes. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's there's some beautiful artwork that they show for the for different kids. mysteries, and also there's a a very brief reflection mm-hmm. from Scripture for each of the the mysteries also. And it, I think it's it's well done. It does take a little over half an hour, which, um, as Dr. Stacy knows, I don't pray quickly. Uh, it, it needs to take it's some a, time. It's good. It's, and it's a very a good, good thing. <laughs> it's a good rhythm. They're different mm-hmm. voices. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's done well. And I would encourage priests to, to just build it into their parish mm-hmm. life. A lot of, in our community, in our diocese, a lot of the parishes traditionally have faith formation on Wednesday evenings. And at okay. 8 p.m., 
Your would home. be a great way to follow that up with a family prayer, mm-hmm. praying the rosary. So I really want to encourage the people in the diocese, the various parishes, uh, to participate in the Our Lady Power Hour. The one thing I, I found that um, praying the rosary daily, um, I started a year and a little over a year and a half ago. One of Tom's, our founders, um, whole things was actually praying the complete rosary every day. Mm. And at the time it was 15 decades and then it went to 20. Mm. So every day I walk through all 20 decades. And I tell you, it is one of the most powerful experiences that I have on a daily basis, that and receiving the Eucharist at mass. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if it wasn't for that, I don't know if I would have the peace in my heart I have with everything going on. But you had me actually, Bishop, I, I flipped them. Um, yeah. Bishop Strickland gave a reflection on the chronological order. Ah. You can go back and listen to it of all the mysteries. And the luminous mysteries are actually, if you do them at the end, they're not in chronological order. So I started every day going joyful, luminous, sorrowful, glorious. Right. And it is amazing to walk through the life of Christ and his mother every day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some days, you know, it's hard to pay attention. I get it. Um, I'm driving in the car or what have you. But I make sure that I get my prayer time in throughout the day. And even with, you know, going to Mass in the morning, we're usually quiet anyway. And I'm over there praying by myself. And somebody may talk to me and I'll stop and, and, and talk to my family. Um, but I'm still praying in my head the whole yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm glad you mentioned that, Chris, because that, that's why I shared it in that reflection. It's just become a, a really rich part of my prayer life to, to, to look at the rosary. The mysteries of the rosary come, go from literally the conception of Christ and the Annunciation. He's incarnate in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary all the way through to the very last glorious mystery where he crowns the mother in whose womb he was conceived. So it covers the whole span of the incarnation mm-hmm. of the Son of God. And I love to to just continually return to that and reflect on each of those sets of mysteries, beginning with the joyful and then to the uh, luminous, the sorrowful, or really the passion of Christ, and then the glorious. And it it really does help me to to, to think about the Son of God for 33 years, and that covers the whole 33 years that he's on earth. And then when he's in heaven, welcoming his mother, crowning her as queen of heaven. It's just a good way. I guess I love chronologies because it just helps me to, to think about it and to latch on to it better. And that's, that's why I like to line up the, the mysteries chronologically. It really it makes a difference, at least in my prayer life. The one thing I remember you saying, and I, I just I would encourage the people of your diocese to join in because you have such a blessing in the bishop that you have. And some of the things I didn't pay him to say no, that. We know that. <laughs> Did not pay him to say that. But you have such a blessing. Yes. And I am blessed to have him as part of this power hour. And Our Lady's blessed by that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, she blesses us for what we're doing. But I would, I would really encourage you to tune in or at least go back and listen to him. Because 
you give some really deep insights into things that I'm just not smart enough to really get, but I get it. And I'll give you a for instance. There was one where you talked about the hiddenness of Christ and how the pro-life, you know, from conception, he was he was truly body, blood, soul, and divinity in the womb of Mary at conception. But he was hidden. And he is still with us today. I get chills thinking about this. He's still with us today in the Eucharist. Body, blood, soul, and divinity. But yet he's hidden in the form of bread and wine. And I went, oh, my goodness. And when I went to Mass the next day, I was like, this is a whole new world for me. I mean, it was just amazing. So I really would encourage the people of your diocese to tune in. And again, we're not here to sell anything or do any, you know, it's really just we need to come together to pray. And the more people we have praying, the more God can bless us for. And I know your work, Chris, um, is also helping children, which I think is is a, a very admirable. Someone told me once when I prayed the rosary that uh, to offer it for all the children in the world who have no one to pray for them and uh, just the spiritual orphans who don't have anyone who even thinks about them to pray for them. It's kind of heartbreaking to think there are children mm. like that, but I guess there's a lot of children mm. like that. Um, to remember to pray for all the children who have no one to pray for them whenever you pray the rosary. That's an amazing uh, reflection. I, you know, I didn't even think about that. That That's kind of cool. I have to remember that every day now. Yeah. And I would uh, ask you to talk a little bit about the tech part because there are various ways to engage in this. You can, you can watch the videos or you can simply like my sister, in Lufkin, Texas, uh, just listens on her phone. So sure. she prays the rosary and then listens to her brother. Um, <laughs> but uh, talk about the, the different ways you can access it. I, I guess the email probably tells people that, but maybe to let people know it's not just listening. If you want to go to your computer or some other device to actually watch it, which I do as much as I can. Yes. So there's... Um, two different ways you can join us. You can join via computer where you can have video and we have a slideshow with pictures for meditation purposes. And then um, you can, you know, I tell people, turn off your cameras because um, we don't need to see you. You won't see me except for a couple minutes and you'll see Bishop for however long his reflection goes. Um, but you don't need to have a camera, so you're not going to be on video. Um, but you can listen in and pray along with us. You can also call. We have a phone number. It's not a toll-free number, but it's a phone number. So if you're on a cell phone, you get free long distance anyway. Um, you can go ahead and call in, and then you're just on on your uh, phone. So, Or you can, again, if you can't make one, you'll get an email with the link um, the following Sunday, and you can go back and listen to it and pray along and, and go that route. So there's really three different ways to join in. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of people that do listen to it after the fact, because on the East Coast, it's nine o'clock at night. On the West Coast, it's six o'clock. I tried to figure out how we can do it, and but a lot of people do listen to it after the fact, too, so. Very good. That's great. Maybe take a walk and listen to it. That's, it's getting cooler. I mean, it's getting hotter here in Texas and uh, cool, at, cool in the evenings. It's true. 
so uh, tell us, uh, you know, before we wrap up, I would like to know a little bit more about the the um, the Nigerian and Indian um, orphanages that your organization takes care of. So uh, 22 years ago, um, Tom visited uh, Nigeria. He was asked to come over and give a talk. And he went into this village and saw these kids just, mm. you know, in poverty. And nobody, he's like, who takes care of them? And they're just street kids. And he, he said, this can't be, we gotta do something. And he, he went back and started putting together an orphanage and uh, working with a priest over there and got land and, and started building. Um, didn't know how he was gonna pay for it. And I like that and I do it every day. And, um, but he just started building and 21 years later, it, they're, they're on the cusp of becoming self-sufficient now over in Nigeria. Um, they have a working farm that they can raise their own money. Um, they have a health clinic. We built a church over there. Um, so they have a lot of uh, infrastructure now in place that they can, they're starting to sustain themselves, which is amazing. Um, in India, it's only about 10 years old over in India. And the bishop over there asked us to, um, saw what we were doing in Nigeria and asked mm -hmm. us to do it over in India. And we now have, um, we have about 700 kids total there. Wow. And uh, 500 of them or so are local kids. They come to school and then they go home. Um, we have about 150 to 200 that are in the orphanage. Um, we have a waiting list for girls. Um, we have to actually build another hostel uh, for the girls um, because girls in India, they, it, it's sad. They just, mm -hmm. they don't, there's no value to them except, you know, chattel. And it's just wrong on so many levels. Um, and we have some great sisters over there and a great priest that, that runs it. Um, and we're also looking at building a high school because right now they, they stop at a, uh, grade 10 um, over in India. And that, there's a gap between there and you know college, they call it secondary or what have you. Um, so that's really thriving. And those kids are just, oh, we get letters from them. And it's just amazing how happy they are and just how thankful they are and um, we just put in a water uh, filtration system over there and they got fresh water now and they they all sent a picture with them all holding up clean water um, and that was something special you know yeah. and I'm like we're first world problems here I worry about when I don't have a good cell signal you know yeah. um, and <clears throat> so we're, we're doing a lot of good there the store and um, the online store that we have and the physical store Basically, that helps us raise money to keep the administrative cost um, and take care of the administrative cost of running those two orphanages. So 99% of whatever we gather for the, for the kids and sponsorships and what have you, go over to them. So that's kind of what we do. Great. That's, that's great to hear because we're blessed with priests and parishioners from India and from Nigeria here in the diocese here in Northeast Texas. And so maybe that will inspire some people to, to be aware of that, that great connection through GOSPA and the Our Lady Power Hour. Yeah. Yes, keep them in your prayers right now because India, um, it, they're, they're getting hit with COVID and they just shut down our school. Um, the orphans are doing okay. There's no outbreak there, but um, they did just shut down the school on us and we don't, I don't, I haven't got an update this week on, on where we are, but pray, keep them in your prayers, please. Sure. We will. We will. 
Well, um, Chris, thank you so much for joining us. And like to remind everybody again, please go to gospa.org, gospa.org, and you'll see right at the top in blue a banner that gives. All you have to do is click on it, and you can fill out the quick the form in just about five seconds. And you'll be receiving what you need in your email to be able to join on Wednesday nights, uh, 8, 8 p.m. Central Time, the um, Power Hour Rosary with Our Lady and Bishop Strickland praying it and giving a reflection afterwards. Thank you for doing that, Bishop. Thank you. And thanks, Chris, for joining us for this podcast. Thank you for having me. It's such an honor. And um, thank you again for being a, a, a great apostle of our Lord. God bless. God bless you. Please give us a blessing. Sure. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Almighty God, we ask your blessing for all the work we strive to do in the name of your Son and the light of your spirit. May Our Lady bless us in all we do as she points us to your Son. And may all who participate in the Our Lady Power Hour be strengthened in grace and love and be a blessing to many that we pray for. And we ask this blessing in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Amen.